0: (laughs) Hi. Wait. I can't hear you.
1: That's because I need to unmute myself.
2: (laughs) Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you?
0: Okay. Yeah. Are you in the park?
2: I am. I am in my house. What and are the boys at school or no? Um, so Jack is doing school from here. Okay. Um so we signed up for—I don't know how familiar you are with what the options were. Yeah, there. yeah. We signed up for Two. the second one, where we can send him when we're comfortable.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Nice. So
2: yeah. So James went back last week.
0: Oh okay. And what? How did you decide to send him back?
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did he want to go? He did want to go. Um, okay. Hello. And um, he did want to go. And um, honestly uh, I needed, I needed him to go so that I could do some of these things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I hear that. So, yeah, it was, it was a hard decision, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, what do you do?
0: Blossom where you're planted, you know? For sure, every day. This is what we're doing now. Yeah, Make I think good.
2: I would say that's definitely, um, yeah. I mean, today I'm good with it. Tomorrow, who knows?
0: <laughs> How is Jack doing on Zoom?
2: He's doing okay. So middle school is just that they just would go two days a week. Yeah. Um, so his Zooms, he has four classes. Three of them are Zoom. Um, one is PE, which isn't. Right. So he's, I mean, he's fine. He's pretty. So, do you know some of the kids on the call. He does. Yeah, he does know some of the kids. And it's, um, he's in the classroom with the teacher teaching um, is how that works.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's, everybody's got something different going on, so it's always an interesting conversation.
2: It is. I'm always very curious as to what people have decided. Yeah. Um, just and how they're doing it. Just, there's so I didn't realize how many options there were until this year. <laughs> yeah, well I know, and then
0: um, depending on the school, if it's middle school, high school, or elementary, it's all right. like, oh wait, you only have school this day or that, you know. Very yeah. And we'll is,
2: see if I know what day the, is today. Th- today is Thursday, right? Yeah, today's Thursday.
0: Okay, I thought it was Wednesday because we used to do these on Wednesday pre-COVID, but you know, Thursday. Yes. yes. Here's Liv. Hi, Liv. Liz. How are you? Sorry, <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. I'm just. Look at her getting up close to me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, Kelly. Okay. <laughs>
2: good to see you. Good to see you too. How's it going? It's going good. How about with you? It's going really well good. today. Hit it. Okay, so we have, we have Cora. Oh, Heather. I thought
0: that looked familiar. Hi, Cora. You're, hi, good Cora. You're just a little square. Hey, guys. And we
3: have Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi. Is that Ellie? And Ellie.
0: Okay. And I'm Adair. A Dare. <laughs> oh, hi. Right. Y'all, we have You're you a on a where your little heads are like, yay big. And I'm like, who uh, is
2: that? I again? love it. And, um, I can see that my friend Liz from Maryland is called in. Hi, Oh, yay! (laughs) I sent it to one of my friends in Alabama. I don't know if she'll
0: zoom in or not.
2: I love, uh, oh, I mean, if there's anything to be said about this time, I love the fact that we can have conversations that are meaningful across the country, all over the world. I mean, and across the world. It's so great.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: Yay, positivity, 2020. (laughs) Yay, Julie! Yay! Um... (laughs)
0: Okay, so let's go ahead and get started, because we usually have so much to talk about that we don't um, have time to talk about at all. Okay. So for those of you whom I don't know, like Liz, I am Meredith Adams. I'm one of the co-founders of Mindfulness for Mamas, along with Kirsten Barney and Haley Deming, who aren't here today. Um, I have done a little bit of everything. I've been a teacher, I've been a lawyer, I've been really involved in the nonprofit world. Um, Last year, right before the shutdown, I was working two days a week as a lawyer, but um, stopped doing that so I could do full time Zoom school. So I have three elementary age students, and this year we're homeschooling. We hired a teacher who's um, teaching three subjects, and I'm teaching two subjects, and so that's what we're doing this year. That's where I am now. Every year, I feel like since having children, it's been a little different. It's like, okay. Anyway, um, when we start these off, these conversations, we usually start with a little meditation, which I will lead today. I'll talk a little bit about the um, meditation that I practice. It's called Transcendental Meditation. It's TM. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it it got really popular in the 60s and 70s when the Beatles went to India, you know, the pictures of him with the Maharishi, I know, and I'm like, a lot of people will see me and be like, you don't strike me as, you know, like that, (laughs) but it has since, in the past 10 or 20 years, it's really gotten taken up by also a more type A Mm -hmm. Um, cohort, uh, like you'll see Wall Street bankers talking about how they couldn't live without TM or extreme athletes or something, and now the Mayo Clinic and the American Heart Association endorse it um, as a way of just minimizing your stress and a lot of times when people ask me if I have a mindfulness practice I'm not very quick to say yes even though I do TM because I don't necessarily think of it as mindfulness I think of it more I think of it kind of as brain exercise but when I'm done I don't necessarily feel you know happy or joyful I just feel super clear like I just have a sense of clarity and calm um, that lasts throughout the day. But, um, if anybody has any questions about it, there's tons of information on the internet about TM and there's a training center here on Broadway where you can get trained. It is kind of a big, um, commitment. They, they want you to do 20 minutes of meditation in the morning and 20 in the afternoon. And yeah, for me, when I got trained, I had three preschool kids and I was like, you know, that's, so I had to kind of, um, I've had to sort of adapt it to my own lifestyle. Uh, one of the things they'll tell you is that they want you to wake up before anyone else in the house is awake, before you've had your coffee and do your meditation. And you're like, but my son wakes up at 4.30. So that (laughs) when I was like, when he was three years old, I was like, that doesn't work. So anyway, um, it's a great practice. I highly recommend it. Um, Basically, what you do for the 20 minutes is you repeat a mantra. They assign you a mantra and you just repeat the mantra. And there's obviously they have a good explanation for what that does to your brain while you're doing it. But today, I'll give you all a mantra and it'll be totally silent. I think usually when um, we do these meditations, they're guided and someone's talking you through it. But for this one, um, I'll just tell you the mantra and you will just close your eyes and repeat it to yourself at whatever speed, whatever. um, You can come in and out of the mantra. Um, And then after three minutes, end it. And it's really nice. I mean, at the same time that you're repeating the mantra, you know, you're still aware of everything that's going on. And one thing that I love is a group meditation where you kind of, even though it's silent, you feel a little buzz in the room. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll feel that over Zoom, but (laughs) so the mantra today is mama and don't fixate too much on mama. It's not like you know you don't choose your mantra to be happy or something so that you're going to be happy it's just something that you can repeat but mama does kind of you know have a nice little rhythm to it mama, mama. question is it typically
2: yeah. just a word or sometimes a mantra can be a sentence
0: in tm i think they assign you each a word okay we're not allowed to tell our mantras so okay. i don't know okay gotcha. <laughs> it's kind of a joke i have another friend who practices tm and he's always like you're going to tell me your word and i'm like um, so anyway, when I start us off, if everyone can just close their eyes and repeat, um, mama in your mind, just kind of over and over at whatever pace, whatever feels good to you. And let me get ready. We'll start now. Everybody will close their eyes and start your mantra. Okay, you can open your eyes. Hopefully everybody's feeling kind of calm, a little clearer. Um, And we can get on with our talk with Julie. So our special guest star today is Julie Tobiasen. Julie, like most of us, has done a lot of different things. She has um, been an elementary and preschool teacher. She's been a professional organizer. She most recently was the head of Bright Beginnings Preschool here at St. John's. And during the um, shutdown, or around that time, right before it, she decided to make a career change. So I want her to tell us a little bit, um, we're gonna get to sort of talking to her about organization, but I want her to tell us a little bit about why she decided to make that change, because I think that's interesting to all of us as women who try to think about what we should do for work and when and how. So Julie, what made you make the change?
2: Sure, well, thank you for having me today. This is a delight. And while we were sitting here and sharing the mantra, I mean, i definitely, for those of you who know me well, know that I can get teary quickly. Um, And so I immediately teared up knowing that what an honor it is and a gift it is to be able to be doing something I really wanna do um, in a space and time when you know, things are challenging. So um, to the career change piece. So yes, most recently I was the director of um, Bright Beatings Preschool at Jack- in Jackson. Um, and, you know, I loved all of the parts of that job that were extremely fulfilling to me. So the connections with the students. Oh, my stars. Like, I mean... <laughs> wonderful connections. The connections with my staff, the connections with the parents um, on, you know, day-to-day level. The fact that I was able to see parents and chat with parents nearly on a daily basis was so life-giving to me. The reason for the change was that I would go home at the end of the day and be depleted and not able in my, the way that I need to be for myself able to give my family what they needed every day. And this is not, my family never told me this. Um, You know, I never, um, I was completely supported in any decision I've made professionally and for our family, but I felt that it was not, I was not doing the work that I needed to do on a familial and global scale. And I loved I loved this position of being able to set my own schedule, um, being able to say yes when things are working for me, say no when things are not working for me, and know that I have a gift to share. Um, and that is really life-giving to me. And so that was the se- the reason for the change. Unfortunately, you know, COVID happened after the change was decided Um, and so, you know, where there was that whole, what do you do, do you, what do you do, what do I do, do I continue with this decision, do I go back, and you know, my heart said, no, you need to listen to yourself, Um, yes, things are going to be challenging, for everyone, everything involved, but at the same time, if I'm not modeling for my kids that I'm doing what I want to do in the way I want to do them, then um, then I'm not doing what I was called here to do. So,
0: and so, tell us a little bit about your new endeavor. You're a—I mean, I call you a professional organizer. When yeah. I think of that, I think of someone who's going to organize your things, like come and sure. all your closets or your garage or your pantry. <laughs> And I'm wondering if yes. you're doing that or are you doing schedules and people like tell yes. me what, what would a typical sit down with a client be?
2: So what a typical sit down with a client, and and it's interesting because, you know, professional organizing is definitely um, something that people are for sure hearing about, um, especially now with, um, you know, the home edit, which is on Netflix, if you've been watching that or if you've seen it, and um, or, I mean, multiple um people do this profession. So yes, that is a piece of it. I think for me, um, the piece, and that is, those are the things that I can come in and do for clients. And those are the things that I'm doing for clients. Um, For me, it's also the conversations about why, um, what is it about um, your space or your time or that you are trying to get back or you're trying to have a handle on. And so a lot of it is also Like a coaching aspect, so I'm Mm -hmm. taking some courses in coaching, um, so that I, you know, I'm prepared to have conversations that really um, hope to get to the to the root of of the why um, for folks and why they want to clear a space or what is what's going on that you know Mm -hmm. I can help. So it just depends on what it is. Everybody's different. It could be a junk drawer. Yeah. It could be a closet. It could be you know, a garage. It could be my kid's um, area for homeschooling. You know, um, it could be, you know, I can't get rid of this. Can you help me figure out a way to figure, to do that? You know, it, it, it varies. It's so, I that's another piece I love about it is that you never know every day is different.
0: Yeah. And what are your clients telling you when they, so when they call you and they say, I've got this thing I can't organize, how is that
2: affecting them? Or what is the So typically, um, I would say overall, the arching piece has been thus far, um, it's like, it's just too much. There's too much and I'm trying to um, simplify um, or just let something go um, just for there to be some sort of order. And usually almost, I mean, I would say every time that I've talked with a client, it's always been about that I don't know if you've heard of the Gretchen Rubin book, but the inner, um, outer order, inner calm, it's to get to that root of this outer Mm -hmm. chaos or whatever it could be. And it might not, I mean, chaos is such a loaded word. It could be, you know, I, I don't know how to get through this closet of clothes and I need, I need either some guidance or I need somebody to say, yeah, totally. Let's do it. Let's do it together. I need a buddy, you know, um, then that's, You know that's typically what i'm seeing
0: so one of my questions does touch on that simplicity piece do you think that um in order to achieve (laughs) organization we have to simplify because i feel like as the kids get older there's just more and more stuff there's more gear there's more sports stuff there's more this and i'm if if we have to simplify i might have a big problem i mean i i don't have a lot of extra stuff it's just they have all their stuff and then here here, and the different activities and the
2: yes yes I would you know I think and I think it's going to look different for every family and I think that is you know when I meet with families or meet with clients it's the what do you what's your goal like what do you want it to look like because at the same time you know there's going to be stuff like Personally, I'm not a minimalist. I can't be. Um, I love books too much. I love the fact that we like to ski. I love the fact that um, we like to cook, Um, you know, so the things that we hold on to and that we enjoy are the the things that we actually use. So for us, you know, and in my circumstance with my family, the things that we Declutter or pass along to someone else are the things that we aren't using and don't need anymore. Um, quick to, I mean, one of my favorite things is the, you know, a child outgrows something, bye. Yeah. Um, you know, other than the fact that I have two boys and so I do hang on to the clothes in between. Okay. Um, but I also, there's still that drastic cut of like, I don't need to save every little thing. That they wore because this one has stains or this one's not going to make it or you know so it's just it depends i don't i don't know i mean for me i like the word simplify um because i think it sets my mind to what needs to be done for our house um, but i think it looks different for everybody and everybody's needs
0: and so when you meet with a client are you typically meeting with the wife (laughs) Yes,
2: but that honestly. So that one of the.
0: Do you ever see a rub with the husband, like or like she's getting rid of my stuff? (laughs) Or yeah, yeah, like I'm always organizing and neatening, and my husband's always making catastrophic messes.
2: (laughs) I didn't know if that comes into it. So if you know my family. Um, yes. Um, I will say that it's typically, um, thus far been the, um, female in the relationship who I am working with. Um, and I will say, and I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to throw my husband under the bus, but <laughs> we, um, we are both very different in the way that we, um, organize slash go through life um in how we handle things so I feel in some ways I have really good training living in the house that I live in <laughs> for nice. those conversations and so um you know there's always the question of you know who is this for I I do not I'm not mediating
3: <laughs> yeah I'm not.
2: You know, so typically the thing that I recommend is that, you know, um, for example, I would go through maybe if it's a, if it's a family, the wife's things or the thing that she's looking for that she wants to see clarity with and kind of give some coaching opportunities as to how it could look. And then if you sit in that experience and you and I, live through that in my way, typically it will rub off in some way. So mm-hmm. it might not be the way that one person envisions it, but if we're getting to how to simplify and organize, declutter all of those parts in a way that works for the whole, then it typically people gravitate and hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And that also goes with knowing and finding out about your client and learning about their personalities. You know, for example, um, we are in the process of going through our personal garage. Believe it or not, I have a house that, you know, has needs tweaks to all of its contents and all of its ever-changing roles that it's playing, especially now. So my husband's office right now is in the garage. I kid you not, um, because it needs to be, you know, this is the life we're living right now. And so, you know, um, we had the conversation of, oh, we better do something about the crunch. Um, And so really, it, it's, it's the whole, you know, what do you like, you know, my conversation with him was like, well, what do you want it to look like? You know, I have my idea, because trust me, I have a way that I think that I think would work, but it's not going to necessarily work the same way because we have, our brains are very different. Um, What we like to see exposed is different. And so just really leaning into what each person's personality is like and what they, how they envision it Mm -hmm. and letting go of that. I mean, that's, it's harder to do when it's your own house, but when it's someone else's house, you know, that's, that's the role.
0: Yeah. I feel like um, with organizing, there's that fine line between being organized and simplified and being OCD.
2: Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, now, I'm wondering, did you have to resort to kind of different um, tactics during the shutdown? Because mm-hmm. I think most of us can relate to the fact that having all of us at home all yes. the time just means more mess. It more- confusion and more clutter and less systems that work.
2: Mm -hmm. It, It does. I mean, in certain ways that we change things, um, you know, we, you know, Google, um, calendar, you know, for all the after school and evening events was great pre-COVID, you know, it was awesome. Like we were able to like share our calendars with each other and okay, you've got this kid, I've got this one, you know, or I'm going to get both because I'm in town or, or you're going to get both because they took the bus, you know, all of that. Um, after this happened and we're all literally in the same, under the same roof, um, <laughs> it was like, look at each other, like, Okay, first week, that's not going to work. So, you know, back to kind of square one of really trying to think of what could we do so that we are on, we as a couple are on the same page and my kids, so my two boys are 11 and seven. And so, you know, we are in that phase of life where like, I mean, and we've been in this phase of life where they they need to My role, our role as parents is to make our kids self-sufficient. I mean, that is like the be all end all. And so um, coming up with ways that we could organize this realm in our house. So we, you know, we got a really big whiteboard and it wasn't pretty. I put it on the windowsill because I didn't want to put it on my wall (laughs) because I was like, no, this will end one day. (laughs) Yeah, right. honestly, it was, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like, here's your name. It was like a chart of like, who Mm -hmm. needed to be where, who was going to, you know, and what parent was going to be the go-to, you know, if I had a Zoom call and couldn't be on, or if we were both on at the same time, a Zoom call, we were like, well, fend you for yourselves, Mm -hmm. or, um, only come see me if something's broken, burning, or, um, bleeding, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but so like a whiteboard really helped us and that was a you know something I had in the house or something I could easily get um through Amazon or mm-hmm. not to as a temporary fix knowing that I could still use it and we're still using it um, mm-hmm. as you know something to kind of organize our days as to where who was where what was going on when um, also having a you know we have our kids have always had, um, chores, jobs, we call them, and it's just part of like the routine. And so just, you know, in this realm, like that didn't change. The timing might have needed to change. And, but it was still an expectation that like, you know, in order for all these cogs to work, we all have to pitch in and, you know, it just has to, um, It just does. Uh, So that was one of the ways that we did it. And at the end of the day, at the end of any kind of work day, school day, um, time, there was a, there was a tidy time, like to get yourself ready for the next day, for the next day's needs, you know, so that the next morning, we're not starting the morning with the iPad's not charged, or I can't find this, or I can't find that. Um, mm-hmm. There definitely were certain things that we were just more in, had to, had to be more intentional about. Um, and so that, that's, those were the things I think that we put into place that needed to be put in place that early on and we're still using some of them and we're also tweaking some of them because i think the other thing that is a piece of this that we have to remember is literally every day it feels like everything is changing and so as consistent as we can be the better off we are however there is the grace in knowing that we're going to need to be resilient because everything is changing um, faster than I think it ever has before for all for us.
0: Yeah, I like what you said about the whiteboard and the um, tidy time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, let's just take some time to prepare for tomorrow. Take yeah.
2: some time to prepare for tomorrow. Something else that I noticed, um, especially so with my youngest, his um, we were really noticing in working from home, and we knew this before, but when you're really with your kids, you notice it. I mean, it's in your face. So, (laughs) Is the whole, um, you know, not necessarily knowing how much time is a certain amount of time. Um, And you know, there are many um, apps and all sorts of ways to show kids how much time, Um, is left, like I, you know, I would say, you know, in 15 minutes or when the clock gets to this much time, and that's all well and good, but, and he knows time, but at the same time, he doesn't have a concept of how much time 15 minutes is. So, and I didn't, I mean, I felt like there were so many screens anyway. I'm like, please, this whole, let's not have a timer on a screen. So I did purchase, make a purchase of something that I brought that I wanted to share with you that has really helped us at our house. And it is one of these like egg timers. And so yeah. it is awesome. Yeah. I bought it on Amazon. Not sure the name you could probably, I could find out for you, but I'm sure you could find it if you just go on Amazon and Um, look up timer, kids. There are different colors. Um, We picked red because that's the favorite color. Uh, (laughs) But it's really great because, you know, when I would say to him, you know, you're supposed to be doing Dreambox, which is an app for um, math with school for 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day. It was okay. And so, you know, sticking on the app of you know, there are, it's full of games too. So I would say to him, you know, you've got 30 minutes to do this app that you're supposed to do for 25 minutes. You can do the work that's on there. And then when this goes off, we'll set it for five and then you can play the games, you know, just to keep some accountability without me having to sit next to him the whole time, which was the thing that I felt, I felt the most flustered about. Um, you know, we're, I'm, we're trying to do, we're, we're trying to be, to teach autonomy. We're trying to do, and these are the things that they're having to do in school anyway. You know, yes, they're doing it in a group. It's a lot easier when you're in a group um, to keep kids on task. I mean, it just is, as a, as a teacher and a mom, I mean, it definitely is um, easier when there's a group of kids doing the same thing than it is when it's an individual child. So, um, you know, for the fact that he could actually see this time ticking, and then it would go off, and it wasn't, it's going to go off. It's not too bad. <laughs> it doesn't sound like any other timer, so we know which one it is, um, <laughs> which is always nice. But that, that has really helped him. Um, we can, and yeah, we continue to use it. Um, I mean, I've used it for, I think, all of us in our family at one time or another, and just to, just you know, as a kind of heads up for transitions.
0: So I had a lot of friends um, tell me, and I agreed with them, that when, you know, when we had the school, we had Zoom, um, and now that we're back, either doing whatever routine we're doing with school, homeschooling, or online, or who knows what, or actually going to school, um, it does give you a certain amount of structure, because you know, from these hours to these hours, this is what we're doing, and it helps you kind of, it gives you a um, jumping board to kind of jump off to structure the rest of your day. But some of those days, you know, after school was over and um, you just had 12 hours of nothing staring at you because there and you hadn't planned the outdoor excursion or the this or the that. Those were the times when it was really hard. You know, you'd miss, you'd have one appointment, you'd have a dentist appointment. That was the only thing you had all week and you'd miss it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, because you just weren't in the groove of having, okay, I've got these 10 things I have to do today. I got to get this person there. And you just had kind of gotten out of your routine of having errands and meetings and appointments. Agreed. Um, Yeah. How did you organize those days, those big, long, empty summer days when we didn't have school or camp? Yeah.
2: And my goodness, I feel like it's so funny. um, I actually miss them already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, yeah, it's so interesting to set an alarm and have to be at, you know, my youngest is in school and ha and having to be at a bus stop. I was like, man, I had it good over the summer. Um, (laughs) not setting an alarm situation, but, um, you know, how you set those days, we, we did a lot. So the kids, had, and we've kind of always done something similar to this in the summer where um, there were things that they needed to do before they could have screen time or whatnot over the summers. And so, you know, it was, there were lists of like, um, you know, obviously the whole make your bed, do the, do the things you need to do, read for a certain amount of time, do um, play out stuff, play outside for a certain amount of time. I mean, my kids love to be outside. Don't get me wrong, but man, if that screen's in front of them and they have a choice, forget mm. it. Yeah. They're like, what outside? Like, hello, look where we live.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, don't climb a mountain. Literally. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> no. So, you know, we did, there were days, and again, with this whiteboard, there were, there were parts where I would put in, like, on a Wednesday morning, hike, and that would be, like, the thing we did that morning, and the rest, it might not be a certain time, because I needed to kind of ebb and flow with whatever everybody else was trying to do, but at the same time, there was always something every day that was planned, Mm -hmm. like, planned, you know, ish, Because I, it's interesting as a, as somebody who likes to organize, I, I do love downtime. I love, um, like go play, go do your own thing. You know, I'm going to read a book or I'm going to, I'm going to go handle this, all this other stuff that I need to do that I would like you to, um, go keep yourself busy while I try to do that without being interrupted. So, um, you know, those kinds of things, um, so there was we we tr- we had something to look forward to every day and that something might have been tiny because I also didn't want there's this thing about expectation and I think this summer was case in point of you know things are going to change plans are going to need to be to change and we don't have we can't have an expectation that we're going to get to do all the things we really want to do so you know the big event might be everybody get in the car, we're going to Dairy Queen after dinner to get ice cream. Do you know what I mean? Just those little moments of joy that were like, Well, we did something. Yeah. Next day yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: absolutely. All right. Well, does any I want to open it up and give everybody time to ask questions if anybody has any, which they may for Miss Julie, Liz. Um
4: Julie, do you still do some of those things like even though kids are back kind of to school or you know like have Dairy Queen night or whatever or not really.
2: We literally did it the other night because we didn't, John and I both looked at what we made for dinner and we're like nope we're not eating this let's go to Dairy Queen (laughs) (laughs) which is um which if you're not from our area there aren't too many choices for places to go get ice cream. If you're on this call. Um, So, yeah, no, we definitely do. You know, we're trying, we are finding joy in s- the littlest things, you know, just where everybody, I'm like, everybody, get outside real quick and making it like a big deal. And I'm like, listen to the elk. <laughs> you're like, mom, I'm like, it. it's exciting. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, you have to find you have to find the joy in every day, there has to be something, and it, it doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be flashy, um, and I think if there's one, uh, I think there's many things that we're going to get out of this time, I really do, but I think the fact that, like, we can hop outside, listen to the elk out of spontaneous time, and laugh about the fact that, like, this is what we think is hilarious right now, then goodness, how lucky are we, so, um, yeah, we definitely still do. <laughs> we definitely still do silly things, even though now we're more on a schedule. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I have a question if that's okay. Sure. Um, so I am currently going through a divorce. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old and I also, um, our lease is ending on our house in, um, at the end of October. And a few years ago, whenever I moved into this house, um, my parents were very excited, um, to bring me a bunch of furniture and things and like literally drove a semi-sized U-Haul out here of everything. And so now I have all these things that I have to get rid of because I'm obviously downsizing, um, that were my grandmothers or were, you know, so they have this sentimental value because they were hers, Mm -hmm. but they don't, I feel obligated to, that I am like the keeper of these things because Mm -hmm. they were betrothed to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm having a really hard time getting rid of like the ceramic duck that she painted in Mm -hmm. like a, you know, glazing class or whatever. So do you have any, you know, advice on that, on how I can make that process easier? Um, you know, I'm sure that this stuff is going to end up at the browser or in a trash can. And so it just is, um, yeah, something I'm struggling with that I would love some help with.
2: Sure. Sure. That's very common um, in that things are, are given to us um from family or um different situations, friends, and we do feel like it is it becomes a part of us and we feel like we need to hold on to it. And sometimes we can't, you know, for multiple reasons. And so, you know, is there something is there one thing, or are there two things? And I don't know how many things you have, um, but is there? If there is something, if there's one or two things that you love that mm-hmm. absolutely remind you of her, and that you would like to hold on to, because here, here's the other side of it: you're not obligated to hold on to it. And sometimes, you know, it's hard. Um, to, to, it's hard. I mean, it just is. And so if there is, is one or two things that you are able to hold on to and you want to, you'll, you'll make, you'll make space for that. You'll find space for that. And if there isn't, it's okay. And the other side of it too is, is there, you know, I'm I'm not sure exactly the things you can't hold on to of hers, you know, Is do you could you take a picture of it. Is there a picture of her with the item that you can hold on to that is a smaller piece. Um, The I've personally had this. I've received things from my grandmother and um, At the time it was kind of a lot and I needed to get rid of some things and I literally laid them all out. And picked the two. And for me, and it was hard. I mean, it's not easy, especially when you've got a lot of sentimental value tied into things. Sure. But I, I needed to, I needed to do that. And I have the two things, and one is pr- one is a um, cake dish that okay. proudly holds my fruit on it. It's not for fruit. That's okay. Like I, but I look at it every day, and it reminds me of her, and it reminds me of you know, the time we had together, and it's the one thing. The rest of it, I let go, and it was, it's okay. Like, I don't, you know, I'm I'm fine with it. Um, I, it I passed it along to someone else who needed it, or passed it along to go to another home, um, or passed it along um, knowing that somebody else would find joy in it, Um yeah. And that helped me. You know, it was something that I told, those were the things I had to tell myself um, to let them go. And it definitely helped. But it is hard. Yeah. Well, thank you for that.
4: I appreciate that. That's great advice. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: I have a question, Julie. Sure thing, Cora. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this one, um, what do you do with, Things that your mother-in-law gave you that may have belonged to her children. And then she's given them to your children. But then once they grow out of those things, they don't want them back. But They don't necessarily want you to get rid of them. But you don't have space for those things. Like a wooden rocking chair or horse that um, a neighbor built for the children 40 years ago or a little table for games that are you know anything like that that have been given to me you know my 1300 square feet three children <laughs> we're using those things now but then we desperately need that space back once yes it's done.
2: yes we do yes we do yeah okay full on, Next like, summer. I have been there.
1: Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, I'm sure like, everyone else is
2: on this call, like, oh, yes. I'm Like, uh, raise your hand if you've been given something that you don't, yeah. <laughs> For those of you that can't see your face, there you go. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? If someone gives you something, it is in your possession, and you decide what you do with it. I mean full on. Like I, you know, and I think Corey, you know me, I'm pretty cut and dry with, <laughs> with things, but I like that. I honestly thanks. I honestly think that, you know, it was a gift to you. What you choose to do with it is your decision. And you you will come to terms with what that means for you. So um yes, there. Yes, there are still things, a couple things in my house that I'm like, they got to go, they're going to go, they're going to make it out the door, Um, because my kids do not, they do not fit in them anymore, they do not need them anymore, I am, I guarantee you, my kids are not going to want to pass them down to their kids, Um, and I refuse to hold on to them, just For the sake of holding on to them. Um, And that is a personal decision. If you, you know, if that's the way you feel about it, then go, then by all means, tell them Julie said that it was okay to get rid of it. You can throw me under the bus. It's totally fine. Um, (laughs) However, if it is something that you do want to hold on to, there is no, there is no shame in that. There's no problem in that. That's you. But like, if you need to get rid of it, it's fine. You can, if you can either have the conversation that I do not want this anymore, I'm return it. if you, like, I'm going to return it to you because I no longer have the space. If you do not want it, then I'm going to pass it along to someone who could use it. And that, that is what it is. Um, you know, we just don't have, not only do we not have the physical space uh, we also don't have sometimes the mental space to hold on to all the things that are given to us. And so let, let it go. If you want to let it go, let it go. Um, and if you're looking for places to where to let it go, I might have ideas for you. <laughs> you do. So. Yeah. Thanks, Julie. Sure thing, Cora.
0: Anybody else? I have a question about um, organizing and children and everything. Um, You know, everyone says children do so much better in structure. Mm. Um, So do you do any of that sort of consulting, how to kind of structure people's days
2: and things of that? You know, it's definitely a conversation. I have not had the conversation professionally in this role yet, but it is a conversation that I've had with lots of friends, uh, with kids. And, um, I love that part. I I hope that that's something that I get to do professionally too. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I, yes, I firmly agree. Um, I mean, with all my being that kids do well with some semblance of structure now i don't mean that there isn't room for open play and oh my goodness of all things like preach it like all of that um here's the tools you have op- it's open-ended um activities for kids you know they should be the ones creating their their space and their joy and their environment um, but at the same time yes yes i think structure i think the thing with structure is the piece that goes with the structure is the transitions into the into the next thing and that is so oh that can be so challenging um i think that is you know if anybody would have told me um when i was pregnant or had little kids that transitions were like the be-all end-all i would have been like what are you talking about i have no idea what you're talking about um but holy moly um transitioning our kids and letting them know, like, what's next or what, what's coming up is so huge. I mean, it's, think about, think about what it's like for an adult to be told, you know, oh, gotta get in the car right now. (laughs) Gotta do this. Nope, we gotta do this. Um, I don't, I don't like that anyway. That's just not my personality. Um, but at the same time, when you're a child, you know, holy cow, wait, what are we doing? Where are we going? What's the expectation? What do I need? Well, I was really having a good time doing what I was doing right now. You know, I don't want to leave. I don't want to do, um, all, you know, no. And then therefore it's, it's challenging, you know, and we can set up, set up systems of, you know, um, Let's say that you, you know, it, it ranges, it, it so varies with ages and stages, you know, for my 11-year-old, you know, one of the things, he, he and I have similar personalities, and we love to know what's next. We love to have, like, some semblance of, let me know where you need me to be, to be and what time, and I will, like, adjust myself to get myself there. So for him, one of our transitions right now is that he knows that every day at 3 o'clock, he has to be ready. And being ready for him, um, he's going to cross country practice. And so ready for him is there, there's, there's like three things he needs a water bottle, a mask and tennis shoes. And, you know, he knows that by three o'clock, he's got to be ready to go in the car and all that. Now, do we leave at three? No, we leave later, because I'm usually not quite ready. But if that, you know, if, if that enables him to know the next step, then that is so, that, that is sm- v- much smoother for us than, oh my gosh, it's this time, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, you know, um, so that when those times happen, because they do, because real life, there are moments where it's, oh no, you know, we forgot about this, or they are fewer and farther between. Um, and it kind of sets the stage, um, you know, for transitions, like for my youngest, something that's really worked for him in the morning, um, because I mean, more, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, moment of silence for mornings and getting out of the door. Like, I just, <laughs> like, it is, it can be such an exciting experience to say the least, but you know, for for my youngest, really the autonomy of me not saying, okay, we got to go. Okay, I need to do this next. Okay, I need to do this next. Um, what has helped with him in that transition from home to school is literally, we literally have a checklist for him of the things that have to happen to get out the door every day. And is it something that I personally want to have? No. Is it something that works for him? yes, it does, without me having to, like, start my day harping and harping and harping, and so um, this is what it, I brought it with me to show you what it looks like in case we talked about this, but it's literally a whiteboard, because it changes nearly every day, and the, it sits on our kitchen counter, it's there every morning, and this is all that has to happen, and if, we use the timer, we use the timer, you know, just to show the time, but it, it helps with, he knows what to do, but, he's, but we forget, you know, when you, I, there's so many things that are running through our minds every day, you know, it's not just adults that are like, have 8 million things going on, it's kids too. And if we're able to give them a little focus on the task at hand, and that, and it helps him, and so we go to the bus stop, and we're not, we're ready, like, he's ready, Mm -hmm. Um, and and calm, and, like, in a good space to head off to school, so, but, I mean, it's, it's different, I think, with every kid.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely different with every kid, and it's also hard for me always to remember how long it takes them (laughs) to do things, you know, (laughs) it doesn't take me that long to get dressed and brush my teeth, and, you know, all (laughs) and, uh, and also how, how much time they sometimes need during transitions. I'm a big one, you know, like I'll call them in from playing outside and say, it's time to read. You know, we're going if, to, even if I'm reading out loud to them and they don't have to do anything. Right. And I'm kind of frustrated because they can't just walk in, sit down and settle down. And oh I'm, yeah. Oh, do you need like 10 minutes to like change this whole thing to sitting down now? Yeah. And so things like that, those little transitions or from playtime to dinner. Yes. it's it's not pretty when it's like they've been playing outside and then boom, they sit down right away. Yes. You know, they need those, whereas I can go from outside to inside and sit down and <laughs> find, you know, yes. I always have to remind myself of how much time, you know, they
2: need to really transition to the next thing. It's true. It's true. It's, it's so, um, you know, in our kids, I mean, my goodness, Our kids are definitely our biggest teachers in all of that. I mean, whenever I think of transitions, I automatically think to preschool world of um, the big five and the whole process. I mean, it's, it's so ingrained in how much time things need, certain things need in order to smoothly transition. And you know what, as adults, we're so used to things taking a while. Um, Excuse me, someone's at my door. Um, (laughs) But I'm not going to get it right now. Um, But they, yeah, they totally, so I always revert to that as like a reminder of, we're not on the same I'm not on the same timetable as my children. And I need to pause for that. I need to kind of account for that in my day. And it, it's, cha- it's a cha- It's something that challenges me every day. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah.
0: Well, um, does anyone else have any questions? I think we should probably wrap up.
2: Julie has someone uh-huh. at her
5: door. <laughs> Do you want to get it? I just had it. Do you want to get it first or no?
2: Oh, no, my, my my son got it, so
5: yay, good uh, job. <laughs> so, so, you know, in this like, taking back on this conversation of like um, structure and, and helping our kids thrive and setting them up for success, I'm also getting with some of the older kids, some pushback um, around like, you know, autonomy too. Like, I, I'm not gonna be around forever. So this for is sure. also your opportunity to start setting yourself up for success but you know then i watch her like closet a complete disaster and mess and i'm like but i organized it so that you could find your clothes so that you could find the shirt so that if you would know which ones are short sleeves and which ones are long sleeves and then i get frustrated and i'm mad at her when maybe i should be mad at myself for like thinking that she was gonna keep it organized but like one thing we're having and it, and it translates into not just material organization but she wants her to do her homework in the mornings. And I'm like, no, the homework needs to be done at night. And she's like, you are trying to control me. And I know when I can do my homework best. And I'm fresh and, you know, I'll wake up early. That lasts like two days. You know? <laughs> sure. And then it's like she's doing the homework as she's eating breakfast. And I'm like, you need to get dressed. <laughs> so what is the balance between, yes, like, you imposing your type a organizational self mm-hmm. on your child
2: mm-hmm.
5: and then your child realizing that like they need to they need to figure out the system that works for them yes um too you know yeah. it's so do you have any tips for like that balance and that's a you know
2: Sure. I mean, I will say, and what you said earlier in the fact that, you know, we are really trying to set our, we are trying to, I mean, our whole goal is to set our kids up for success or set our kids up with like strategies that we know that have worked for us. And so that they can then, then turn, incorporate these things into their lives, especially, yeah, I mean, when you, when, as your kids get older, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to, you still need me, but in a different way, like you should be able to handle lot of this stuff because you don't turn 18 and magically know how to do this stuff. That's not real life. Oh my goodness. Um, So, you know, we have had just, and this is personal experience um, that I can speak of, but we've had instances of that, especially what you're talking about with schooling um, of just, you know, but that's not the way I work. And I like to do it this way and um, and all of this, and I know you need to do it this way, but I want to do it I like, like the whole morning thing. Well, I'm going to do it in the morning. Same conversation has happened in my house for sure. And so it happened, like, I was like, okay, here's the deal. How many things do you have? Like I had to, we had to like, I had to structure it a little bit, still had to have a hand in it just so that we could test it out, try it out. Um, cause I do, I, your their voice matters. And I want them to know that. Like we, we totally want our kids to know that we are listening to them and we trust that they know what they're doing we can still model structure in that so in that instance like i was like well what what do you have that you need to get done he's like oh i have three assignments okay well how about this we're going to compromise here you are going to do two of these assignments before whatever the designated time. For us, it was before dinner. Um, And then if you wanna wait till tomorrow morning and wake up early and do the other one, try it out. Let's see what happens. Um, And it didn't necessarily go to plan the way that said child thought it was going to go. And you know what? That's his responsibility. So assignment wasn't finished. Um, and there, you know, there are repercussions to that. And that is literally like how he's learning to deal with that. And while it's hard, it's hard, I think it's hard for me to, I mean, it is hard for me to see that, you know, I, I. I know you're like, I know your personality. I know how you work. I know that this is going to be challenging for you, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but you're going to need to learn this on your own too, in a guided way. I'm glad he didn't wait to do all three assignments in the morning. Cause that would have been a situation. But the fact that like one didn't get turned in on time and he now has to deal with whatever that, I mean, and that's on him. Like that's his, you know, if he was fine with it, great. If he's not we'll talk about other ways to to move on i mean you know i think he was able to turn it in i feel like there's a lot of flex there seems to be some flexibility a lot more now um with kids and families and schooling and things at least that we're seeing on turning things in and going back in for
5: is not letting yourself get caught up in it in their like you know teachable moment because then i like lose my i'm like See, you're yes. rushing through your homework now because you, you're not dressed, and yes. then it's on me, right? Now we're late. Now
2: because we're late.
5: You can't, not, you can't get dressed because you're trying to finish your homework because you're trying to eat breakfast. And yeah. I, then, I, you know, my stress level gets up, and I'm like, ah. Uh, <laughs>
2: do I bit-
5: have to deal? Like, yes. <laughs> your deal, it becomes my deal. And I internalize yes. it all. And it's like, how do I keep, I need to like walk away. Yeah. Well, and there is that.
2: I mean, honestly, there are definitely moments where I have literally, oh, many moments. I mean, probably daily where I've literally walked away, closed the door and been like, I know this is my circus and the monkeys, but this is not my problem right now. <laughs> yeah,
5: it's, so. it, but that's the trick. It's like, how do you let go of like, you know, they failed, but you want them to learn the lesson. And yet you don't want to keep doing it for them. You don't want right. to keep like, organizing their life for them
2: no and you can't you can't I mean it's just not that's not that is so not the whole that is not serving our kids is to you know keep doing that for them um yeah hang in there mama yeah. <laughs> text me when you like you know
5: <laughs> I, <figured it laughs> you out. I mean hopefully by the time she goes to college and maybe not maybe even then she'll be it's really, yeah like You're going to call me one day and ask me for help on your homework. I promise
0: you will.
2: (laughs) Uh -uh. Yeah, I still call my mom, so it
0: happens. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else for Julie?
3: Um, Hi, Julie. I have one thing I want to add. Hi, I'm Ellie. You're so familiar to me, so nice to see you. Nice to see you. In the Zoom realm. Um, So... I loved that, um, you know, charts are so great for young kids. Oh, well, any, I mean, I don't know, up to, I'm in the six and the four-year-old range and charts have been always been really neat. Um, you know, like a going to bed chart if you were having struggles um, and, and uh, you know, a calming chart if you wanted to show them the different modalities they could use to calm. But um, so anyway, I think that's great. Um, charts are really, uh, I've found them very effective. Um, and I really liked that you were, Creating a more non-hurried morning experience. Your intention behind that was to make it less of that struggle. And Mm -hmm. you were manifesting. What do we want? How do we need to change it? And you created that. So good job. Um, One thing we did last year, I learned it from a meditation friend, um, Nancy Taylor, who lives in Jackson. She taught me this technique that she had done with her children. Um, A moment of silence before they leave. At the door um and i'm sorry i actually um exited for a little while I'm, i don't know if that came up but um the moment of silence is that the intention around that to organize your every you know to have that moment of calm and, and silence so we have a little meditation bell um last year my daughter went to kindergarten at coulter and uh this year we're homeschooling and then i have a a toddler as well and so that but that bell can be used you know before going out for an activity or the bell could be rung throughout the day if somebody maybe needs a reset. Like if they, I've always told them, you can go and ring that if you feel that I'm getting tense or if anybody needs a moment of calm, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That yeah. is yeah. so yeah. awesome. I love to
2: you, I love too that the fact that your kids have picked up on it and are calling out what they need themselves. Right. I mean, how the, empowering is that?
3: Oh, thank you. Here's That's, the bell. I have it right here. I, yeah. <laughs> you
2: know. Oh, very nice. Uh-huh.
3: Great. Thank you for sharing.
0: Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for this talk. It's been great. Great. Um, I, I have a little song to end us on. It's uh, one of my new favorites. It's by the High Women. It's called My Name Can't Be Mama Today. <laughs> 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 it's really funny. I don't know how to, I have to play it on my um on my phone. Um, can you hear it? Yeah.
2: Really great.
1: To get the better of a right now, it's not looking
0: great. I'm sailing through, spinning from the night, going too
3: late. I used to sleep this up and let this pain just melt away. Not for time it's beaten always calling out my day. I don't love you, but when you touch the hands of time, it's not that I don't love to feel your tiny hand is mine, I'm not
0: a perfect woman, Lord, I don't wish
2: it all way. my name can't be Mama's Day. Bye, ladies. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having
1: okay. me. I didn't listen to the voice in-